Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with November 27, 1911, pages 113 through 114. November 27, 1911. I went to the Sacred Congregation for Religious to see whether the necessary documents were prepared. It turned out that the Sacred Congregation was not working because that day a private consistory was in session during which the Pope named new cardinals and bishops. Monsignor Sapieja was named Bishop of Krakow. The morning was free, and so I spent the time in prayer at St. Peter's Basilica and, in the presence of God, pondered Monsignor Sapieja's proposal. In prayer, God gave me grace and light. I came to the conclusion that this was no time even to consider such a proposal because it would mean laying aside my present task and occupation. At least two years are absolutely necessary to place our congregation on a firm foundation. I, found it, I find it especially distasteful to be involved in diplomacy. It is much better to follow Christ along the way of quiet and unostentatious labor. Of course, being in a higher position means greater influence, but who is to say what sort of influence and whether it would be for the good? In the supernatural sphere, God alone can judge where a person can do more for his greater glory. Often, it is evident that persons in higher positions have not done very much for God, while those more humbly placed have accomplished a great deal. I have even observed a person doing much good in an inferior position, who, when elevated to a higher post, did not fit in at all. Consequently, it is much better, abandoning oneself to God and to His holy will, to continue the work that has been started. In my free time, I spoke with Father Grum about the needs of the Church and of our congregation. I also went to see Father Saldra, Accompanied by Grum, I visited Potulitsky, director of the Polish Hospitium. I called on Monsignor Skirmont, whom I had met at Monsignor Sapieha's, but did not find him at home. On my way back and afterwards, I kept thinking why it is that I have run into so many difficulties ever since the day I decided to follow the Lord Jesus in poverty humiliation, obedience, hard work, and so on. Before, when I was on my own, no one ever offered me honorable and influential positions or tried to pressure me. But now, more and more often, they present me with new proposals and such in which one could truly work for the greater glory of God. As a result, I must consider my decision very carefully. For some time now I have made it my rule of life that in such instances I will choose Christ's lot, his life of abjection, poverty, hardship, and labor. That is the surest way. I am determined and absolutely resolved to reject all these proposals. Without betraying my inner conviction, I sought Father Grum's advice. I had hoped that he would support my position 
and it surprised me that he should try to persuade me that, after a year or two, when I had my affairs in order, I should become a bishop or move to Rome to represent ecclesial matters. I heard him out and agreed that, in principle, nothing should be rejected outright, but that one needs to seek the greater glory of God in all things. In my heart, I was certain that, first of all, I ought to make every effort to foster the growth and development of our congregation and not be sidetracked. Besides, I was not happy that any member of our congregation should be mixed up in politics or diplomacy. My ideal is that we should be good workers in the Lord's vineyard, not politicians. Deep within, my spirit prompted me to disregard Monsignor Sapieja's and Father Grum's arguments and to continue the work we have begun, to follow the poor, humble, hard-working Christ, to keep walking along the path of peaceful and quiet labor. It is not right for us to get involved in diplomacy or high places where decisions are made, even about the fate of bishops. Rather, we ought to be the bishop's servants. Nevertheless, I resolved to seek more light in prayer the next day. In this entry, Blessed George reports on Monsignor Sapieja's new assignment as Bishop of Krakow. It is interesting to see how God's plan unfolds in his divine providence. Thirty years later, as I've mentioned, the eventual Cardinal Sabieja will become a father figure to the seminarian Karol Wojtyla, the future St. John Paul II. But back to 1911, Blessed George prayed about Monsignor Sapieja's proposal. God gave him grace and light to discern well. We should always follow this example. Bring all major decisions before God and ask for his great for his grace and his light, so that we can discern what God's will is. George was being called to continue on his present path of renewing the Marian Fathers' congregation. And Blessed George reflected on the temptations to high honors that came his way after he had decided to follow Christ in humility, in poverty, chastity, obedience, in the consecrated life. The devil doesn't want us to consecrate ourselves to him, to Christ. He knows what blessings will come from that. So he tries to get us off the proper path. And Blessed George wants to follow Christ on the path to Calvary. As Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me. Die to yourself and you will live. And Blessed George's friend, Father Grum, advised him to seek higher office after a year or two of setting up the congregation. George writes that the spirit within him prompted him to ignore this advice. How important it is to pray about every decision. Sometimes our friends and our colleagues advise us to do something, having our best interests at heart, but it is not God's will. For example, Peter telling Jesus not to go to Jerusalem to suffer and to die. If Jesus had followed Peter's advice, we would not be saved. So Jesus rebuked Peter. Let's pray that we can always discern God's will. Need a miracle? 
Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.